Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. We're looking this week at the Ecclesia Principle that we call Building a Bridge of Trust. Again, Ecclesia Principles, Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, on this rock I'll build my church. In the Greek, it is the Ecclesia. The word Ecclesia, when Jesus used it at that point, it was the name of the legislative body of the Greek city-states. It was, if you would, the group that determined culture. Now, the literal meaning of Ecclesia is called out once. Well, the bottom line is the reason they called their legislative body an ecclesia is they were the ones called out to vote on the issues for their community. They determined uh, from just what businesses would be able to operate, what taxes were, to even um, appointing judges and declaring war. All of that was handled within the ecclesia of the Greek city-states. They determined what life was really like for the culture as a whole. And when Jesus said on this rock, I'll build my ecclesia, what he was saying is he was going to build a group of people that would impact and affect culture. You are part of Jesus' ecclesia. Now the problem has been not all of us have shown up for work. Not all of us have shown up to move things in the direction he wants them to move in. So part of what we're doing here is talking about principles that we need to have in place in order to help build the type of culture that Jesus wants built. And that's the name Ecclesia Principles. The principles that will help us shape the culture the way Jesus would like it. Our text, it's really been two of them, Proverbs 18, 19. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And here we're not talking about the uh, politically manipulative, I'm offended. We're talking about actually a heartfelt offense. A, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And so certainly if that's the case, if it's hard to win them, then we don't want to go there. We need to manage this in a way that rather than them being pushed off from us, we can build a bridge to come together. The other verse that we have used is Proverbs 24, 12, where it says, And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. You see, trust and love, because those two go very closely together, is affected when the rules are broken. Lawlessness abounds, love goes down. Lawlessness abounds, trust goes down. That's not building a bridge of trust, that's blowing up the bridge. When we do not follow what you could call the, the natural laws of interaction, the biblical principles of human interaction. If we do not follow those, then we will be destroying the bridges that are necessary to build society. Bridges are used to be able to get over K 
chasms, gaps. And once you have a bridge, then you can begin to uh, take supplies. You can take resources. They can go back and forth each direction. It basically makes, it has the potential to make life better for everyone on both sides of the chasm. But without a bridge, that cannot happen. The supplies, the resources stop at the edge. We have to be able to build a bridge of trust. And with that, we have to learn to live by those principles of human interaction. Now, with this, we've been talking about building this bridge. And today I want to go into a little bit more of what that bridge of trust is, what it does, and some of the dynamics of it. You see, trust builds a bridge or it creates a bridge. It can do it between individuals, organizations, groups of people, between, within the government, and between nations. That bridge can be built in all of those situations. The problem is bridges have limits. Bridges have load limits. And at that point, we have to be able to determine what the load limit is at a given moment. Because too often, two people, <laughs> uh, two groups, they want things to change. But the load limit of the bridge between them, you know, it's, uh, when, I, when I was a kid, um, my grandparents, the property they had, uh, to get to their house, you had to walk across this swinging bridge, you know, and it was probably, oh, it was probably a good 75, 80 feet across. I mean, it was, as a kid, it was a big bridge, you know, and especially when I had two older brothers that as I'd be going across, they would take it and they would start swinging, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you know, and you had different things that it was possible to fall over with that. And they were swinging, and that would bother me. And also, as time went by, uh, some of the, the boards that were used for the bridge, some of them would crack. There was actually a couple of them that there was a board missing. They didn't replace them automatically. And so as you're going along, you don't want to step down through that hole in the bridge. Well, there's not but so much that can go across one of those swinging bridges, especially an old one that some of the boards are starting to crack. The weight limit is very low. The weight limit's very low. Now, on the flip side, you know, I've been across uh, the Mississippi River a number of times, uh, particularly there in Memphis, and there is no weight limit sign on that bridge. Take whatever you want to take across it. You, it. you can get it across there. There is no weight limit on it. But the problem is when you have two people, two groups of people, wanting to make a change, but that change is going to require a little stronger bridge than they have. So often, rather than building the bridge and making the bridge stronger, they just try to carry it across it, and when it crumbles, 
well, then it's that other group's fault. It's that other person's fault. No, if we're going to succeed in bringing those things together, we actually have to work at strengthening the bridge. We actually have to work at making that bridge stronger. But it also means we have to be able to, to, to determine what is the load limit of this bridge right now? Is this something that there's enough strength in this bridge for me to ask them for this? To, is it strong enough for me to require this of them at this point? Is it strong enough for that? If it's not, we need to work at building the bridge. It's not time to take that across that bridge. See, and this raises some questions that we have to assess. How do we assess the load limits? What is, what are the, the keys to your relationships? What are the, the keys to the relationships of various groups? How do we assess where those load limits are? How do we do that? And another question is that uh, if we're using wisdom to correctly assess the load limits, then how do we function with it being where it is? How do we function with it being where it is? Because if the bridge isn't strong enough, then we can't make the necessary changes, which means we have to back off on some of what we're thinking about until we can build the bridge. So if the load limit, how do we determine the load limit? And how do we function until we increase the load limit? Those are things that we have to assess. And, and with this, today, I want to talk about some communication principles that help build strong bridges. And, and the bottom line is with this, these things will actually help you determine the load limits. And it'll also help you know, what do I do now? Because if the bridge isn't strong enough, how do I make it stronger? These are the things that help make it stronger. First, keep agreements. Keep agreements. Keeping an agreement. Do what you said you were going to do. That's a real big problem in our society today, that agreements really don't mean anything. But if you want to make a bridge stronger, then you have to keep agreements. If you want to know what the, the weight limit of the bridge is right now, or the load limit, you could call it, how many agreements have been kept? How many agreements have been kept? How many times has a promise been made and it was followed through on? That will help you assess the load limit of that bridge. Another one, secondly, and again, all of this comes down to communication skills and principles. Second is how many conflicts have been successfully resolved? How many conflicts have been successfully resolved? You see, the bottom line is 
if conflicts have not been successfully resolved, then the load limit of that bridge is going to be very low because there's nothing, there's no agreements have been kept because, and never was able to get to that place of agreement. So the load limit is very low. If you have not been able to solve conflicts, the load limit is going to be low. Now, how do you increase that? How do you function to get the load limit higher? You begin to look at how can we resolve some of these conflicts, e even if they're small ones, even if they're little ones. How can we begin to put in place some successes, successes in dealing with conflict? How can we put that in place? Maybe this big one we can't get done right now, but what little one can we do? How, what is it that we can solve at this moment in time to begin to build that bridge and to establish a stronger relationship? Then with this, uh, this is from Psalms 15.4, swear to your, to your own hurt. In other words, keep your promise even if it costs you. See, so much of our society today is, that's not where they are. Well, if it costs me, I should have never said that. You know, just wipe it off and move away. The thing of it is, how often has that been done? If, if the other party has never promised something and then sacrificed to go ahead and make it happen, or if you've promised something and you've never sacrificed to make that happen, then that load limit is low. It's low. And that's how you assess that. On the flip side, how do I function now? Begin to look when things come up. When you do promise something, make sure that it's something you can follow through on even if it hurts you. That will help build that bridge of trust. God bless you. See you tomorrow.